Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello and welcome to USA Global TV and radio. It is true, I am in, in the house here behind the green screen. And I am the president, I'm the founder and the chief listening officer here at our network. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. And our show today is presenting Pet Psychic Amina. So without further ado, may I present Pet Psychic Amina. Hello, I present you. Oh, yay. I'm going to get a crown one of these days. I know you need to get it. Get a tiara at least. I mean, isn't that the least we can both do? Because you should wear the crown. I should just get the tiara. I'd like one of those little cones that just, you know, sticks in. Yes, they're nice too because the crown can be heavy. You know, you walk around. Yeah, I understand. I I try to stay away from that. But uh, my my family ran away from England. So uh, we just get it hereditarily, not uh, legally anymore. Well, Pet Psychic Amina, I love doing this show with you because I feel like you are, you were ahead of your time in terms of caring about the environment, sustainability, coexistence, and people are now starting to talk about it more and more. We've got a really special topic today with some graphics for the monarch butterfly. I know you've got some milkweed there you're going to share, but you're so much you're so much more than a pet psychic and the pet psychic is great as well because you, you actually help people, you bring a lot of value, but tell us why you're so passionate about this planet, about sustainability and about coexistence. Well, I'm going to be horribly sarcastic as I normally am. And it is the exact reason if you go outside right now in California, we are smothering in heat absolutely smothering heat. Now I grew up in Southern California in the high desert. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty adjusted. Uh, I've been Death Valley many times and I uh, wouldn't live there, but I, I can manage because I learned to play sports in this weather. So we are killing every resource, every water source, every plant source, every everything. If you like eating anything, I really stress this, anything, then we have to change the way we do things. Talking about, yes, we have air conditioning. We're very lucky. I didn't grow up with air conditioning because as far as I'm concerned, a swamp cooler in the desert is not air conditioning. And my parents rarely rarely turned it on because it cost a fortune to run. And and I'm told that. I didn't pay the bill, but I was told, nope, we're not going to have that. We're going to go out. And my mother made an amazing yard out of a big pile of dirt. And some of you've heard that before. So we had this great yard to sit in the trees and to go outside and really enjoy it. So yes, some of it's what I've been around, but I was born this way. People always ask me, how'd you hear the animals? Well, when I was little, I just, I just thought I was making it up that I could hear or say or do or understand them. And little by little, I added a college education 
I worked in wildlife sanctuaries. I worked with wildlife since I was nine years old. I worked with my first uh, lion and walked my first wolf when I was 13, I think. I'm in a magazine, Sunset Magazine, at 11, holding a great horned owl. And these are things my mother made sure I had access to. She knew a lot of people, and I was passionate about nature and the world. And then I got a college degree. And then I got a certification as a public speaker. And there's always something to learn. Why my pages are acres and acres and acres, and I mean all my social media. And I only have a couple. I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook and I do USA Global TV. That's it. I do a little bit of on YouTube. Not much because right now, Dr. Jacqueline, you and I are hitting this out of the park. And I mean, your whole channel. I, I always say this. I don't have enough time in the day to watch them all, but I can go for a walk and listen to the other guests that you have. We're moving the world forward. Why I'm so passionate about being a part of this group is because my heart work is easily accepted here. And the people I am, I am working diligently on a whole new guest panel. So we're going to bring in new guests with new perspectives on the world and how they get through it. How did I get here? By determination, by power of love and drive. And when everybody said, you're you're crazy or nobody's going to accept you or whatever. I thought in my head that they would say, that's all gone. It's been years and years and years since I op opened up Bridging Worlds. And that's really what I want to do. I want to bridge the world for everybody and explain why we need a mosquito. Please, somebody explain that to me because that's <laughs> just a clue with that one. I know the spiders and I know a lot of the other bugs, but I'm still, still struggling with that. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but I got a list. I got a list to ask God about, okay, why, why why, are we doing that? Or how come we're doing that? We don't understand still to this day. We don't understand the devastation we cause with every one of our wants and needs and desires being filled. We're stripping the land. We're stripping the world of the ability to care for us. You've got to have resources. And, and we've decided they're all ours. And that's not a good place to be. So I'm hoping we can enlighten everybody. And we're going to start with butterflies today. I love butterflies. Absolutely. We're starting with butterflies. And what is the difference? What do we need to know about the monarch butterfly as opposed to other butterflies? And then we'll get into the slides. Well, um, th there's... There's a bigger uh, um, answer there, and I'm, I'm going to keep everything as I usually do very, very simple. When we take out a keystone species of anything, and I'm talking, I'm talking about the monarch butterfly, it's what they do with the milkweed that helps the milkweed grow. And milkweed, the reason monarchs eat it and the reason they're the color they are is because they're highly poisonous. And it's a big red flag. You know, when you see the red stop sign, most people go, hmm, that might mean <laughs> caution or stop or whatever, the yellow signs. And guess what color the monarchs are? Very bright. And most of the time you think, oh, why don't they hide? Why don't they get a lighter color? No, they are trying to warn the entire natural world. Don't eat me. I'm poisonous. So milkweed is their poison of choice milkweed is highly poisonous 
And at some point, we're going to show you what's sitting behind me. And I brought in my milkweed because I don't have a yard. I am in a condo and I have a little slab of dirt and I have a place to put pots. So I put out milkweed and it will die back into the pot and the, it will come and they, and I believe this, I don't go buy butterflies. I get asked all the time, do you go buy butterflies? I said, no, I'm feeding the ones that already exist. And if enough of us put even one plant out, now you remember my milkweed is just at the bottom of my stairs to get to my house. And that's not a lot of space, but it's also the dogs aren't eating it. They know the cats aren't eating it. They know this is for milk. Milkweed is for the butterflies and they are the color they are to send a warning to all. And luckily people don't eat them either, that they're highly toxic and highly poisonous to just about anybody who wants to consume them. So hence their colors and the colors that they'll get and the, and the poisonous system that the milkweed is. It all feeds together. You get the poisonous butterfly from the poisonous food. How many of us are doing that? I'm going to McDonald's every week or day or Taco Bell or whatever our poison is. Wow, I had no idea about that, Amina. That's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that they they were that color for, or they are bright colors for that reason. And yeah. interesting. And and look at all the animals when you compare. If you're doing any of the big cats, lions, leopards, any of the big cats, and hyenas, by the way, are in the Philidae family. They're in the cat family, not not the dog family. A lot of people don't know that, and I, and I love trivia. So they are all colored the way they can be camouflaged in their native environment. So a tiger is really ostentatious for a lot of us, especially if they walk around on your street and you go, hmm, well, we don't have any of those. But their coloring from the countries that they are in, they blend in just fine. They blend in just fine. Monarchs on the other side, they are trying to say, oh, no, 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 I'm flashy. Don't eat me. I will kill you. Um, and it's just in their body because of what they eat. Can you imagine if if animals start eating us? Uh, they take one bite and go, yeah, too much, too much ketchup, <laughs> too many beers and too many Taco Bells. Pick something. I can't imagine we're very nutritious for anybody. They're just going to keep on going. They're going to be like, yeah, I don't think so. Just yeah, exactly. Well, and, and I told you my, I love working with animals because not just what I hear, but I had, I had a really great client. He's a wonderful man. Very, very elderly and sick. He's, he's passed now. Um, but his pet always said, eh, he's smelly, but he's mine. He drank alcohol like it was going out of town and he took a gazillion medications because he had a gazillion health issues, heart, heart attack already, blah, blah, blah. But the when you're devoted and you're kind, they'll even put up with your smelly days and your good days and your bad days, even when you yell at them and God forbid, reach out to smack them for some no reason I don't know about you, but I just want to crawl in a hole when I have those days, especially if I retaliate on, on, a, on an animal that had nothing to do with it. We do it to others. We do it to other people. And this is what the na natural world we can learn from and say, wait a minute. If a monarch can eat poisonous food, because that's the way they were created to uh, make sure they survive, 
I think we can stop yelling at people and, you know, using <laughs> bad language. And, and next time you go by somebody who's really looks like they're having a hard day, just say hi. Just, I honestly, my kids have hated it for a lifetime. And I think I've stepped it up since, you know, we're mid pandemic uh, and getting back into things. But I've seen girls walk by with the cutest blouses on, or they have these pairs of shoes that I've been looking for, for whatever, or what, whatever. If it is genuine for me, I will make sure I go up and find an opportunity to say, you know, that is the cutest blouse I have ever seen that I, I, you, you really did well, something, and then walk away because there's nothing. I don't need a thank you. I don't need it. I just want them to know that people think positive things also not, Oh gosh, my hair is this, or my, my, my curls are that, or I'm having a really bad day. You could save somebody's entire day. And I'd like to think when they have a hard day, they'll think back on that strange woman that stopped by and said, you have the best smile. I really needed that today. Thank you so much. How hard is that to do? Did it cost you anything? Is there an agenda? No. Make your heart better by yeah. making somebody else's day better. And maybe they're weak. And we you could save a life. Think about it. Yeah, you you're save right. A you absolutely could. Really good insights. So let's get started with the photographs because okay. I wanted to run out of time. So today we're going to be looking at some graphics, not photographs, but graphics that you put together. You mentioned a number of years. Yeah, ago. I wrote this about 15 years ago. Okay. And put the, and it, this is way before Pinterest. <laughs> this is way before all the other tools that I know now, but so be gentle, but I, I made them in slides because it was easier to produce and then and then just have people slide through them a few at a time. Okay. So we're going to go through as many as we can and we're going to do some education. I have not read these slides in probably eight years. So right, here we go. <laughs> That's why I sent them to you. And I think what I'm going to do to make it easier for people, I'm going to put myself backstage okay. and I'll move the slides forward so they're not looking in, in between both of us. So I'll I be... We can do chins. Okay. <laughs> tell us what we're looking at. This is, of course, bridgingworlds.us is my website and all, all places I create. So monarch butterflies are highly endangered. And I want to encourage everybody to plant for them to save many things because many things depend on the monarch butterfly as far as a food source and many other things from birds. So we're going to save them together. Here we go. Warning, I just told you all about this. Not only are their habitats being taken over by everything from development to agriculture, the use of pesticides is the most deadly part in everyone's destruction. This is not just monarchs' problem. Monarchs are a symptom of it, and they're being decimated with the honeybee because of pesticides and pollutants. These amazing kings of the butterfly world, and that is what monarch means. It is a stand uh, in the kingdom, and they're one of the larger and most ornate and poisonous ones are in trouble. So in keeping with my wildlife mission, here is another piece of nature that can help and are beautiful at the same 
Its vivid colors are designed to warn off critters that might want to eat them. This is literally like a stop sign. Don't eat me. And, and all insects and animals know this. The carnivores like dogs and cats, eh, not so much. The monarch is poisonous because the development, developing larvae ingest toxins from the milkweed plant as they feed on the leaves. So watch out. It is that poisonous. Monarch butterflies, fun facts and characteristics. Monarchs need no camouflage because they are poisonous to predators and their coloring is a warning sign. That is why if you find them, they'll be on the tops of the plants and the trees and easily be able to be seen. Migration of monarchs, like many other animals and insects, head to other climates for different seasons. Chemicals are uh, permanently in the monarch system. Even after the caterpillar metamorphosis changes from uh, the worm to the butterfly into a butterfly, these magical ends travel up to 6,000 miles round trip between their summer homes in North America and their winter homes in South America and Mexico. There are all the slides we had for today. So Absolutely. I think it'd be a good idea if, uh, if you walked us through some of the details that we might need to know. But first, let's take a commercial break and then have you share uh, show the milkweed to our audience. Absolutely. All right, let's take a look at some of our sponsorships. We'll be right back on USA Global TV and radio. Stay with us. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to Story Garden. Your host, Diane Bain. I'm so happy to have you here today. Diane Floyd Bain tells wonderful stories that warm the heart, spark the imagination, and unite people and families across generations. For children, Diane's Harry the Camel connects with all of us who've ever wondered how different our lives might have been if only we'd been born something better, like a wonderful horse instead of an ordinary camel. In the end, we all learn along with Harry that there's nothing better than just being yourself. Diane's little girl in the moon looks down on earthbound children and wonders if they know she's just like them. A story of love, home, and the bond between mother and daughter, its powerful theme that we're each of us different yet all of us the same, plants a seed in children that promises to blossom within a loving and trusting grown-up. Diane's new biography, Rise, recounts the experiences of her grandmother, Ruby, to reveal the hidden strength of the human spirit. Ruby's story inspires all of us to become the best versions of ourselves. You'll find all of Diane's delightful books and much more at dianefloydbame.com. Visit D-I-A-N-N-F-L-O-Y-D-B-O-E-H-M.com. That's dianefloydbame.com. The session that we had with BCAT was really entertaining and enlightening. We were able to put together some very specific steps that we as individuals can take and it was really fun to all come together and see sort of where we're going as a team and how we can all get there together. We had a tremendous experience with the BCAT partners. One of the challenges that we have as an organization is to make sure that we have the right people in the right chairs doing the right thing. To do that well, you have to have synergy. 
you can try to dream up ways to make sure that your group does that or you can rely on experts. We would recommend BCAP Partners to anybody who's looking to take their organization to the next level. Diane Floyd Bames' A Song of Peace tells the story of a young lad named Tommy whose fervent wish for peace on earth touches the hearts of his friends and family, spreads to his community, and eventually unites the whole world around making his dream of peace a reality for everyone. Sit down with the children in your life and share Tommy's amazing story of love and hope. Sing your own song of peace and invite the children to join you. Tommy's tale is more than just a story. It's a movement, and everyone's warmly welcome to take part. You'll find A Song of Peace, along with many other wonderful learning and enriching opportunities for children of all ages, at DianeFloydBame.com. Thank you for staying with us through the break. We're happy to have you here at USA Global TV and Radio. I'm still Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, thank goodness, and this is still presenting Pet Psychic Amina. Let's bring her back as she educates us on the monarch butterfly, and now she's going to share milkweed with us. Not actually, but she's going to show us. <laughs> well, I'm going to share virtually. Okay, good, good. So let's see what you have there. Yeah, I do. So let's see if I can. Let's see what how how are we going the best way to do this? You tell me. Are you gonna actually pick up the plant and show us? I that's what I'm hoping. It technically I just need to drop my green screen. Okay. Are, are you ready you for this big moment? I'll put you down. Hope for I a do it right. <laughs> Every time I we do do this uh on our own, it goes fine. Let's see. We want to go and is it possible for you to just take the planner and bring it around? Yeah, it is already here. Okay. The suspense is killing me. Amina. What's <laughs> going on with that milkweed? There it is. Okay. So no, I, I, I wanted to make it as uh, stupid proof as possible is the word I really want to use. I pretended to use that. And, uh, and of course, we have a visitor here. Emma. This is, can you see Emma? Hi, Emma. Hi, Emma. Hi. Emma. Hi, Emma. Oh, look how cute. <laughs> this, this is the kitty we rescued a few months ago, and gosh, she got big. Okay, so what you're looking at are the three pots. Believe it or not, there's three pots here. And that's all the room I have because I don't have a yard. And this one is still blooming. So you're going to see what we're talking about. And they come in just 
amazing colors. People really, really love them for the colors and they get very bushy. You can see up mine have dropped a lot of leaves. We've had a tremendous amount of wind and I have them in a protected place, but we're coming to the end of it and they will go dormant and I will leave the pots out. I Technically, I could put them in the garage, but I don't. And I also, I have three different kinds. So you'll see three different pots here so that I could get different colors. Now, this is their first season with me. So I hope that they'll get bigger. You can see that I trimmed and I have this great rope. I was using it for something else, but I'm giving the support for the trunk. But if you'll look, literally, I just went to the garden center. I've got some garden pots. It was that easy. I got some dirt. Now they don't live in my house on the end table, but it was great for the show. And what I did is I put these little colored boxes, they, which they came in and I bought them online. Just one of the gardening places and you two can do that. And then these represent a color, not that they'll be red, but I have a little card. So this one's going to be more like this. Now this one, I don't know if you guys can see it, but they're teeny tiny little buds. Oh, can you yeah. see? Them? Oh, there they are. I don't know what they're going to be. <laughs> because when you plant something outside and nature takes over, then guess what? Who knows who dropped by a seed? Who knows who ate one and then pooped in your planter? Who knows? So I will let them grow. And this little guy right here is actually growing his own branch of more milkweed so i will really love to see how we do to next year that will be really interesting because again i've never grown them in the pot i've always had a planter to put them in and then we let them naturalize now remember these are highly toxic so yes i've touched them i, I try not to lick on my fingers but i also remember emma's in the room with me my little kitty and I don't want her chewing on them. I don't want her eating the leaves. The cats, pets in general, will, and small children, will put just about everything in their mouth. Literally everything in their mouth. So please be really, really respectful of this plant. It has such a vital importance to the ecosystem, much less to the monarch butterfly. And what's really neat, of course, this is my first season having them out. And I'm not outside watching the plants all day or I have a camera. I, I should have thought of that. I can't wait till the monarchs start coming around. And I always get asked every time I've done this, this is my third time putting out milkweed over my lifetime. Did you buy butterflies? When I did this on a five acre piece of land and I did it in different sections and everybody said, oh, great. When the butterflies going to come, did you go buy some? I went, No. <laughs> Because I'm trying to support native animals, bugs, everything that are already there and need the help. If we put the food out, they will come. And the first time I saw this at the wildlife sanctuary I was at, I happened to be there. And it was it was too funny, Dr. Jacqueline. I'm babysitting these plants and I'm watering them every day. And I, I was I always worked about 12 hour shifts. That was the what we what I did, I was one of the supervisors. So when I was either coming on duty or coming off, I would go and, and take care of the plants. And they were up on a hill towards our entrance. And uh, we did do some public, uh, especially the Hollywood community. 
they would come up and, and see the animals. But we weren't a, a petting zoo or any type of public event. So uh, one day I went out there and I thought, oh my gosh, there's a worm on my plant and he's eating all the leaves. <laughs> I'd had a long night. I didn't think about it. And then, wait a minute. So I took, took the leaf, I turned it over gently, and there was a bright yellow and black striped monarch and it, in, in the worm form. And I was like, okay, those are for you. But it was so funny how quickly we forget that's exactly why I put them up there for them to be eaten and to keep going. And you can actually get a little sign that comes from one of the nature organizations. And they say, this is a designated you know, monarch field that you can put in. Pesticides are really doing a lot of damage to our native plants and to our bodies. And if we can get away from that and go organic on all sides, all the better. But really, guys, it's this easy. And yes, I, don't, I'm, I can touch it all I want. I just don't eat it. And, and everybody will be fine. Um, and I, I have um, question, a couple questions for you. Sure. So what are some identifying features of the milkweed plant? I mean, so that if we actually see it, we can say to ourselves, okay. This is the color changes. Let me see if I can get it at an angle. This is what the bloom typically looks like. So it's a very open, it's usually very bright. So some will have more red, some will have more yellow and everything in between. So you can see some of these leaves have different shades of it. This type of milkweed for, for this butterfly is very, very thin. It is a very, very thin leaf. Are there other kinds? Absolutely. What's the difference? Topography environment. If you're living in New Orleans, it's not going to be the same as California. If you are living anywhere in any other state, now the state of California, this type of milkweed should work. Again, not the professional here. I want you to check. And the nice thing is you can Google it. In another state, in another topography, you need to check what is your local milkweed. Now, I love the nurseries. Everybody knows I talk about going to get half-dead plants all the time. At every nursery I, I stop at, and I have way too many. But be careful when you go to a commercial hardware store slash nursery. They will sell ornamental milkweed, meaning no butterfly in their right mind is probably going to come by. The difference, let me put it the, the way I see it is you buy a rose from the uh, nursery, you buy a rose bush from the nursery and you get a great plant to plant. But maybe you go and get roses from a florist. You can get a plant, a rose plant from a florist. They, they have those to give away also. But is it the right rose for your area, for your wind, rain, soil, etc.? Maybe not because they're getting it from their suppliers. They are looking at providing you a beautiful plant. Not, are they gonna put it, are you gonna put it in the ground and is it appropriate for the place you live and the animals that are around it? Milkweed, as you can see, I have no problem handling it. Also, we'll go wash my hand, but I'm not chewing on it. This is highly, highly toxic. 
So don't chew on it. It's really bad. If you have small children and you don't fence this off, even with a little bit of chicken wire or something, or put it up high, children will taste test everything. I'm not worried about the cats because they know something's different about it or something's it. Will they do it? Well, yeah, our cats are raised indoors and they're domesticated and leave nothing to chance. You'll not see. Now, for the camera, I also put these up on an end table, but they also don't live in my house. <laughs> this is not very healthy. So the kitties, every time I brought them in, this is the second time I brought them in, they're like, why are they here and can I eat them? No. No, it is dangerous to do so. Please know what plants. I don't care if you're getting flowers from the nursery or uh, orchids being delivered to you from a good friend who, who knows you're sick or it'll cheer you up. Please keep the plants away from children, adults that chew on them, and or pets especially. They will use the soil as a litter box and kill your plant and the plant might be poisonous to them. So please, 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 please think about these things. If not, research it. But don't just get a pretty plant. Don't get something that sits on your coffee table and it's gorgeous and you've got crystal vase underneath it. And then you're wondering why the cat jumped up on the table to attack it. My cats think this is fabulous. This, 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 and now there's a leaf on the ground. And here she comes. <laughs> the worst thing she did was jump off the bench. And it's like, no, this is highly poisonous. So she thinks it's a game. She doesn't know. She's been raised entire life, except for when she was a stray, only as a baby kitten, in a place where everything was free game. You have to watch out with your dogs. Dr. Jacqueline, you and I have talked about this with our pets and, and losing pets to some of the most tragic things that you had no idea that, you know, we're cleaning with Comet or we're cleaning with a bleach or Ajax or, or whatever. Believe it or not, Dawn soap, we use that in the wildlife sanctuary. We use that a lot of places because it cuts oil. It cuts grease. Am I saying to lick it and eat it? No, but there are things you can cross over safely if you check it. But again, remember, leaf fell, fell down. This one is in the process. They all three are in the process of going dormant. So they will actually die back to the soil. So of course the leaves fall off. But I know, first of all, I always check to see if there's little black dots I didn't get any of this year, but that's pretty typical of the first year. I haven't looked at all of them, but that's what the little eggs would look like on the um, for the monarch butterflies. But this could kill my cat and or me. Now, I'm not licking it. I'm not licking my hands. I just want you to be really safe out there. Anytime you garden, the best thing to do is wear gloves. Anytime in the soil, you'll save yourself a lot of splinters and many, many other things. But what I love is you can just go anywhere, buy a pot, get a plant. They'll send it to you. Now, if you'll see, some of these are very heavy because I have seeds. Oh, and wait, let me, that let me is that. really neat, huh? It's oh, like green beans. Cool. Yeah, it looks like pea pods or something. I know, it does. And so this is the only one that did this. Again, the only difference supposedly by all the material I read when I ordered them and got them 
is that they are different types of milkweed. Same kind of coloring in the flowers. One was more orange, one was more yellow, but this one you can see just kind of droops over and it's the only one that grew another shoot. And I have no idea what these little guys are, but I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see. I have no reason to cut it back. Um, old stock on a lot of plants is the best new growth area. Watch out before you trim. And if you're going to cut, how do you cut? Dr. Jacqueline, do you cut on a 90 degree or on a 45? Because mm. I know you're an avid gardener. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely an avid gardener. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say uh, 45 degrees. And Absolutely. Oh. Not, not, not perpendicular. So what we're talking about, everybody, if you're going to cut, trim anything back, don't trim on, on a flat. So mm -hmm. don't do it on this way. You're going to do it at an angle. How come, Dr. Jacqueline? Because uh, the water can be absorbed easier, better, faster. Actually, I'm yeah. going to say yes, but no. Okay. Because if you are a branch and here, I don't have anything flat. Here's, here's my branch. And you have water right here. There's this little, little, you know, teardrop of water, little puddle. What happens to this bark? It's going to um, rot. It's going to, let, let's use the positive word. It's going to become soil. And that's exactly what we want the bark to do. That's why it's in here. Because <laughs> I got soil that has material. I want natural material in this. So this bark will get wet. It'll be with other soil. And it will eventually enrich the soil and become soil itself. So it will biodegrade. Do I want my plant to biodegrade? No. No. So a, a, a flat cut, if you're going to cut it flat, you're going to get moisture. I don't care where you live. Even in the desert, desert there's moisture. <laughs> it has to be. So you don't want to ever cut on a flat. Now, there's an exception to every rule. There's millions you can look up. But for the health of the plant, if I was to cut this and when I trim all my other plants, it's on a cur on a, on a slant because the water and moisture will roll off. Hmm. And what will stick is enough for this branch. We're using this bark as our branch example uh, for this branch to tolerate and not die. So if we had all of this cut just straight off the top and this was, was left and all of this has all fallen off, all this canopy has fallen off and we cut it here then guess how my milkweed will be next year? Brown, 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 dead. Mm. And the roots might live. And I might get another one just like this one gave us a new branch one already. And it might do that. But that means the roots survived. And this, this very well might die back. Every milkweed does it a little bit different. So I try to get three different kinds so that I could see in my own yard and talk about with other people and say, yeah, they're just sitting out there in the little pot. And I have indirect sunlight. They love full sun. And so far, I think we're doing pretty good <laughs> for our first six months. That's all they've been with me, barely six months. You're doing a great job, Amina. But I hug them and talk to them. Yeah. 
<laughs> I couldn't resist. It's like, oh goodness, it's gonna run over. Now, now don't do that with the flowered ones. The pods are okay. What I'm looking for is all the things I get to learn because I haven't done this in 10 years. And I, I did it in a field in the middle of Southern California desert. <laughs> so it's a lot different than living with it and then being able to share it with other people. You can see, you know what, you have a bad day for me, you just go to a nursery, you just walk me around an animal or something and, and I'm all good. I want to learn, I wanna keep learning. And that's why I'm so passionate about being a part of your channel. I mean, I always bring this back, but it's true. It's about all we learn, but there's more we can share. So if I'm learning something new and I'm dying to share it and you're going to let me, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? I want to hear, hear everybody next year when you do this, I want you guys all to come back to the channel because you're going to have been here all, every Friday anyways and say, I got it. And, you, and when I got this little milkweed, here, I'll pick one of these out. I got it from an online nursery that deals with native plants. And that was as big as it was. Wow. That's tremendous growth. And I know. Look at these. Look, and I got a baby too. I got a baby. Look at that. So I came out ahead and this is all I did. I, I researched California native milkweed. Milkweed comes as far as I remember. I haven't talked about this in a long time. Is it, it is native. It, they have milkweed that lives in every state, I believe. So somebody write me back and tell me if I'm still right about that. And so I needed something that came, that was appropriate for Northern California, not Southern California, that's different. We got a lot more beaches down there than we do up here as far as my coastline. I'm considered living in a valley, even though I'm technically on a hill, I'm on a giant hill, but we have a, almost all flat land in the city where I am. But all I did was buy three of these and I got different colors. I didn't get, I didn't get three of the same. That's why I put them in the pot. So I would know when the company gave me a label, they showed me the pot color and said, okay, the red milkweed, the, the, and then it, they had gave it a name, blah, 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 milkweed, blah, 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 milkweed. And you'll see the leaves are just a tad different. But milkweed has t is is its standard is this very 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 narrow skinny leaf, but that so that's why I put these in the soil, so I could keep track of any paperwork, anything they said about it, anything they wrote about it, and I could say, oh, that's this plant they're talking about. Because I don't know about you, you get the same color pot, the same dirt, and you're going, which one? <laughs> we need to find out which one they're talking about. So I needed a few. Uh, hints and tips for me, but it's literally that easy. I just, I'll carry them back outside and they will, uh, I'm, I'm sure they're trying to wonder why does she keep bringing us in there? <laughs> Cause I know the cat's thrilled, but again, cats should never, ever, ever pets should never, ever play with houseplants. Most of them, I'll be generous. Let's say 50, 50 are toxic to pets. And that is something that is a fact. Find out from your vet. They might know or they might have an access list. But guess what? Just Google it. Put the name of your plant. And there's a tag on every plant that is sold in a nursery. You can do it on your smartphone. And just look it up. And before you buy it, you'll know, okay, am I going to grow this indoors 
or am I going to grow this outside? What happens if a family member is allergic to the plant? Well, you might have to rehome it. I'm the one that people give plants that are dead or half dead. I love the challenge. I love the regrowth. And I don't save them all. I don't save them all. I make mistakes. I learn as much from my mistakes as I do from the wins. And, and that's all we can do because I played the game. I played the game and I got involved. And that's all I want you guys to do is to get involved and say, I can make a difference. Just think, even if half of us, half of us on your street, let's say your street's three blocks long, what, whatever your blocks look like, and half of you, 20 out of the 40, plants one plant native. Let me stress, one plant native. If you can do a few more, and they come from other places, but they support the honeybees, that's great. What you want to think about is please, please think very long and hard. I live in a place where there's tons of patios and rails and they put bougainvilleas, wonderful. Got sharp, spiny things, so it's great security. But then a lot of people put in honey, uh, what is it called, honeysuckle. Any kind of uh, bee-friendly honeysuckle. And Dr. Jacqueline, Tell me what happens every time somebody puts a honeybee loving plant in. Any guess? Do, 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 <laughs> they get sprayed with pesticides. They get murdered because we didn't think about the consequences of our actions that you put something that attracts them in a public place where people walk up to their front door, carrying groceries or not, little kids around the park, they no longer, I haven't seen this in a long time now, I haven't been to every park, they no longer put in things like um, anything that's bee friendly. The, what is the plant I just said? Milk, uh, the, the honeysuckle. They don't put them in anymore because all they're doing is getting constant news about, oh, you gotta cut it out, you gotta do this, you gotta, and they gotta re-landscape the complete, completely. Honeybees are in serious, serious danger. This is what I can do for bees and for monarchs. And I have a lot of plants outside. Again, in a very, let, let me show, show you this table. See, see how big my table is? Teeny mm -hmm. tiny? Yeah. Imagine that three times. That's as much dirt as I have outside. And these pots take up half of it. And the oh, rest. Doing a wonderful thing. Yeah. And, and, and it's because I can feed the honeybirds and the, uh, honeybees and on my stairs I have pots coming up and down on them not not everywhere but a lot of them half of them have been rescued either they are dying at the back of Lowe's or Home Depot or any other place or I have a few friends that just can't manage they're older they're sick or they just they, they don't know what they're doing and they ask me to take them on and I'd be glad to will I rehouse some of them sometimes I kind of fall in love with them after a while. <laughs> so I find a space for them and we're going up now. So they have, have more room, but that I'm just saying, these are some ideas. These are some things you could try and they shouldn't again, try one plant, see how it goes, try a house plant. But if you do, and you have pets, make sure they don't have access to it. 
ever because I can't tell you how many times I've had to step in and console the family that lost an animal because they didn't know. So all Dr. Jacqueline's channel does, and I'm going to keep doing is telling you what I hope you'll learn and change. Don't buy anything you don't know what's in it. And that's true, like, for everything. If, yes. you don't know, if you don't know what's in a candy bar and you're a diabetic, I bet your doctor will really be glad you didn't, you read the label. Yeah. Right? Yes, for sure. So much great information you shared today. And I loved having you walk us through those graphics and how you created them so many years ago, but it's so on point still today. And if anybody, Dr. Jacqueline, wants the whole thing, because again, there's about 20 to 50 slides and I made them really small so they could be easily, you know, gotten through and they were, they were put up as a different, in a different platform. So they've all been out of their mothballs for this. And I will post them up on Bridging Worlds at on the Facebook page. So any of the Bridging Worlds, I don't think I'll put very many on LinkedIn. Those are the two places that I, I put my social media. And and right now it's it, it won't be on the website because it's too late. I usually put those in earlier. But Facebook and LinkedIn have all of these types of things. And I'll post those out there as best I can, because they'll come in more like uh, pages. Mm -hmm. And then you can just read the the small piece. And and that's I did on purpose. So people could digest like one piece of information at a time, because I'd rather you do something than nothing. And I and I can educate you one sheet at a time. Absolutely love it. I'm going to thank you. <laughs> Please let people know how to reach out to you and also the services that you provide. Okay. I love helping you with your pets. If that's adoption, you're looking to adopt. I take into consideration, of course, your lifestyle, what you're looking for and what type of animal you think would be right. And we can talk about all the resources and help you on the day you go to meet these animals. I've even done that. So it, adoption, end of life. End of life is a really big thing I do. I also talk to humans that have died. So it, it's just part of my quirky gift. I get to answer those questions for you. Let me reword that because it has nothing to do with me at all. All I am is a mouthpiece. I can talk to your loved one with your permission. I don't go around nabbing people's um, relatives and or talking to them. They either come to me to ask me something or ask for my help. And I ask your permission to share that with you. I have done that with people privately. I never do this publicly as far as I wouldn't go up to you and the stranger. And I have been told, oh, they need something, da, 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 da. And I said, may I give you a message? It doesn't happen very often, but I can help you with end of life, whosoever that is, yours or somebody else's, and training. I am a trained trainer meaning I've done all the book work, got the college education, worked with wildlife for over 20 years. And I was a handler skunks, uh, backed up the lion walkers. And yep, I literally corralled skunks in the middle of the night who go their way out of a cage. I love them all. And I want to help you understand what you're dealing with. A cat and a dog are not the same. A squirrel and a gerbil is not the same. And what would be the right pet for you? And when's the time to say goodbye? Sometimes it's a family member, human. 
that we have to deal with. And sometimes it's saying goodbye to the pet. And they will let you know. If you don't know what they're saying, I'm really good at translating. But it's all with your permission, and I hope to help. That's all. Help everybody move forward and heal. Even if your pet died five, ten years ago, we can talk about that. There's no time frame in, in another place. Thank you, Amina. We have a comment from someone. Marlena Von Brandis. Hello. Hello. Good evening, love. Hello. Nice to have you with us. Let us know where you're joining us from. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm in California, if anybody hadn't heard that four times. <laughs> well, this was really a fabulous show. Uh, the other one about the saving the bees and the monarch butterflies, that was a big hit. So for right. anyone who wants to find any of our past episodes, please go over to our YouTube channel, USA Global TV and Radio. Look for the playlist, which is uh, called Presenting Pet Psychic Amina. And thank you uh, in South Africa. Fantastic. Wow, that's wonderful. Oh, can I change homes, please? It's not <laughs> very late. You've got to be and, seven hours ahead of us. I would think. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. And Ten you know hours ahead of you. Absolutely. Wherever you are, if you need or want to talk about one specific type of animal, drop us a line. Dr. Jacqueline or myself, Bridging Worlds. 2018 at gmail is my email address but everything's on bridgingworlds.us and i want to talk about what you want to know and we've been doing this for a very long time thank goodness and i want to make sure the show is what you guys need and want to learn that is the point i think of dr jacqueline's entire channel she is out there trying to answer the questions that we are all dying to know the answers to that's why we spend so much time on her channel so my platform also, please let me know, bridgingworlds.us. And thank you so much. Thank you for your comments. Um, Marlena would love to switch places with you. She doesn't like South Africa, a lot of racism there. So yeah, I'm so, I've actually heard that before, believe it or not. I was on a call with Comcast, our cable provider, and wow. the woman who was helping me, she's very intelligent, highly educated, and she was she needed a job, and that's what she was doing. This is not that long ago, and she's Ooh. in South Africa, and she said there was a tremendous amount of racism, and she really wanted to get out of there. She just so we're sorry that uh, you're going through that, and that's going on. I, I wish it wasn't going on anywhere in the world. Exactly, exactly. I don't. I I will never understand that, especially. In my industry specifically, I what I, I like white dogs more than dark dogs, more than red dogs. No, they're, they're all loving, sentient beings, and so are we. doesn't yeah. matter what color your hair is, what color your eyes are. Yeah, and we have time for one more comment before we close out. Um, yeah, so it's not just the racism. They have this thing called load shedding. I've heard of this, where they turn off their electricity for a few hours because apparently they use too much. Yeah, I, I've heard about that. We have um, a number of friends on this network who are actually in Africa and different parts of Africa. Uh, they're co-hosts. And so we get information about what's going on. So again, that is... That's not easy to deal with, not having your no. electricity. And so I'm really sorry that um, hopefully you're getting some kind of education or entertainment <laughs> from our our channel. And we appreciate you being here. Absolutely. So I'm gonna, we're going to we're going to close out for today. But thank cool. you so much. This was a very good episode, as always. And I learned a lot. Thank you. Just let me know what else you need to know, because sometimes we don't know what we need to know. That's true. <laughs> 
All right. I'll see you next week. Absolutely. Everybody have a great weekend and love a bug. All right. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Thank you to each and every one of you, whether you're watching on the live or the replay, or you're listening on the radio, you're listening later as we become a podcast. I truly do appreciate it. This is our last show for the week. And if you're joining us for the first time, we actually have 29 live broadcasts each and every week. And it's just exhilarating. I think about everything that I learned. I mean, what I just learned today from Amina, sometimes on the weekends when I'm doing the administrative work for the, the network, I just think, wow, I learned this, and I learned that, I learned this and I learned that. So I hope that you're also learning things. If you'd like to join us and be on any of our shows, please do go over to our website, which is usaglobaltv.com. Book your session. We are scheduling our programming for 2023. And if you're interested in joining our team, you'd like to be a co-host or a host, or apply to be a talking head, or be a panelist, or an elevated listener, or you'd like us to create a commercial for you, there's so many things we can do for you. Go over to our website, again, usaglobaltv.com. Contact us and let us know what it is that you're looking to do, and we'll see how we can work together to make that happen. One final announcement. Next Sunday, not this Sunday, but Sunday, September the 18th, we have a very special show. It's our reunion show, and I will be joined by Mr. Al Sini, and we will be broadcasting live for six hours. And this is not a show where we interview you. This is a show where you have 15 minutes to promote yourself, your event, your book, your brand, your product, your service, your song, your film, whatever it is. It's 15 minutes for $29 and you are the star of that 15 minutes. We do have a couple of spaces open. So if you're interested, please go over to our website. You know what it is by now, usaglobaltv.com. Book your session. So thank you again. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for following us. Thank you for your views. I really do appreciate it. I'm going to take the rest of the evening and do some self-care. So thank you. God bless you. And thanks again for being here. Bye.